0: When you watch horror movies in summer, do you cry out of angst for the Halloween season? Have you ever wondered what happens behind dark, spiderweb-encrusted curtains of a haunted house? (laughs) Well, boy, oh boy, do I have a solution to all of your aching problems. The Foggy
1: Jack Live Podcast. Where the haunters meet the haunted. Each week on the show you'll learn behind-the-scenes info of the haunt industry, the talk of the paranormal encrypted industry, we also talk about horror movies, Halloween, and so much more. So please join us each week for this creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky Foggy Jack Live podcast. And we'll catch you down in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted.
0: The Foggy Jack Live podcast is found anywhere podcasts are sold, distributed, or streamed. Please follow us on all our social media accounts at Foggy 13 Please note this podcast is not
2: responsible for explosive diarrhea, vomiting, erectile dysfunction, heartworms, or major migraines as a result of listening to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Toons episode 3. Woo! 3. Good things happen in trees. That's right. We're here with the third episode. You know, it's this post-vax life that we have going on right now, which enough can't be said for that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's weird. It's weird. It's a good weird. It's a good Um, weird.
1: It's a good weird.
0: Absolutely. So I just got my second dose. I got the Pfizer one and that was on Friday uh, of last week. So Jeff tells me that you have to wait two weeks because I try not to get too involved with CDC because then I'm just going to go crazier than we're already fucking out over this whole year. So, yeah, I'm not fully vaccinated, but I'm feeling good. I don't know. How did, how did you, Steph, I know that you had some side effects. For me, with the Pfizer, I just had a headache um, and look, look, I was lethargic and super thirsty, but what I found that was funny is that my arm was itchy. I was like, oh shit, am I having an allergic reaction? Do I need the EpiPen? Like oh, what's going on, yeah. right? But that is something that is common. Jeff had it and um, some other friends of mine had that with the Pfizer. And then I was doing, trying to again, trying not to get too involved and dig into this because then I'm going to fucking self-diagnose myself with some dumb shit. And I was like, what's going on with my arm? Well, there's a thing called COVID arm. So where you see the little red <laughs> yes. spot. And I was like, oh, I have COVID arm. Okay. It's all right. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And you? I mean, hell, tell me about your post-vax. Experience.
1: Well, yeah, I'd had a
0: I'd had Moderna,
1: which is pretty rough for that second one. And everybody I talked to was like, "Watch out for the second of Moderna," right after yeah. you're going to feel bad. And I was in a little bit of denial, but I was telling somebody, it was like, "I'm glad that I knew that the side effects would be bad because when they set in that night, if I didn't know they were side effects from the vaccine, I probably would have taken myself to the ER wow. because it was like it was full-body chills and aches to where I felt like I'd been hit or been in a Mm -hmm. bad bar fight. I felt like I'd been hit by a truck or in a bad bar fight. So it was real serious. So, uh, and I knew it was temporary, right? But it was so intense. I had never quite felt like that. And really, I kind of just had it in my mind to be like, all right, you get this. So you can go resume life. After which I went on a little uh, post-vaccination vacation to Vegas. And I know we'll be... The song we'll discuss today is based on you and I's story, which has a Vegas yes. connection, Woo! and it's a fun one. But yeah, I know uh, going on my little post-vaccination vacation to Vegas this weekend, uh, there was a there was a ton of people there, yeah. which was yeah. uh, I guess I was glad that I was fully vaxxed when I was there because I could tell some people were just like, "I'll just spin the spin the wheel of fate." It was a lot of people, sure. sure. Um, and I went to. Sure. Cats meow karaoke, which is based on the Bourbon Street location. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, I always say my version of normal scene post all of this is being able to safely karaoke, right? So I was just in my element thrilled and thankfully I didn't have to drag happy for you. Happy. I was thrilled. I was thrilled. I didn't have to drag well, friends there. We're just going on a Hallway.
0: Pause for a second. How yeah. long has it been since you've done karaoke?
1: Um, so it was in public, like uh, a little over a year, a friend had a setup within the month at home and that was actually fun to go to as well and that felt great um but god knows i love my public singing i don't even call yes. it singing i call it showmanship that's what that is for me i love it that's my that's my element but it was funny because i had uh, said to friends i went with hey let's go to here that's the only thing i want to do in vegas I'll, i'm down for whatever else Sure. But we all stuck around, and by hour five of that first night, the MC was asking if he should uh, put us on the payroll. Uh, he nice. He was like, Should I? Uh-huh. What's going on, guys? And then we, long story short, <laughs> ended up coming back <laughs> to the next day. And then as we walked in, the MC's on the stage singing and just shouts, Stephanie is back um, from the stage mid song. That gives you any indication of maybe how long or Damn, how much that we all made a name for ourselves. But I know you and I share a love of karaoke, the history of karaokeing together, and that's really a whole
0: different episode, probably a future one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm so happy for you because, yes, exactly, guys, and those who do not know us. Stephanie, (laughs) I would say Stephanie is the queen of karaoke, but... I kind. love karaoke myself. She's like insane. She's like hardcore. <laughs> um, shit, I I I love it. So this is definitely a big part of our friendship, back then and now. So that's I can't true. wait for us to meet up and uh, and throw down a song. So tell me, what did you sing? Woo. What didn't you sing? Well, shit. So what didn't
1: I sing? Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: The selection there—that's the
1: one thing. The selection there is not as big as some other places, but it's a very uh-huh. cool place. And I'm shouting out to them. They're incredible. nice. I started with "Bad Moon Rising," good old classic CCR. It's in my range, uh-huh. so I like John Fogerty. I um, sure. didn't have some of my standards, <laughs> so I uh, segmented it over to uh, "What Hey Jealousy," "The gin Blossoms." Nice. That seemed okay. to be a crowd crowd pleaser. Um, okay. And then there was at least a couple others that uh, apparently I just uh, forgot in my haze of delirium happiness to be back. Uh-huh on a stage there's a bonus video of that maybe we'll maybe we'll post that but i'll tell you that's my baseline normalcy post back that's
0: awesome
1: you know goes right that is awesome goes right in line with our music nerddom
0: oh Uh, absolutely a hundred percent no i love it exactly so you just said your baseline right that's why you're the queen of karaoke stuff because (laughs) i don't have that shit i do have some select songs as you know I, yeah. love, like, I love to do my hair metal. I'll go oh, up there yeah. and belt some cherry pie and get everybody excited. I will, <laughs> I will do talk dirty to me, poison, got to do it. I do dumb shit. I do, but you have a set, like you're like within my range. <laughs> I, I love set. it. I love it. You can like do a, car- you can fucking do a Vegas sideshow karaoke. I don't know. I think you have something going on here that, you know, now that you are fully vaxxed that you I should get definitely a get a side hustle. As a karaoke, um, I, I don't know, some type of karaoke side oh. show because that's fucking amazing. Oh, my god, it.
1: that's so funny. Okay, well, you've made my day. Oh,
0: well, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I could. <laughs> I'm glad I could. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, today, as far as like me celebrating being fully vaxxed, I'm gonna go see yeah. um, Scott Pilgrim Takes the World. Um, awesome. Oh, spot Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's oh, all I am. Let me let me dust <laughs> off the brain, dust off the brain. <laughs> So, Michael Sarah, when uh, he was young, super cute Michael Sarah. Um, I'm going to go see a. a- an extended version director's cut of this. So it should be fun. I haven't been to the theater a, over a year. Um, so that's my sense of normalcy. That's fun that I'll be yeah. doing today. So yay for vaccination. Yay. Vaccination
1: yay. go get them. If you haven't, cause yeah. let's all Absolutely. get back to whatever normal is for you.
0: <sighs> for real, for real. So staff reached out to me today with some really sad news before we came on uh, the line and, Toni Katane passed away at the age of 59. That is a big bummer. So we're gonna talk about talk about her life a little bit. Toni Katane. For those that do not know, she started off as a video star. She was in White Snake. So again, the hair metal kids. I'm sorry. That's where I started. Okay, <laughs> I, that's where I started with all this. I mean, I was like seven, eight, listening to hair metal. I would say, like, the first real metal band I listened to as a child was Metallica. But anyway, <laughs> of course. Just have, just have to say that because uh, it was the time, time. Right? The time. So, and then, then it got hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. But, you know, I do, I, I like me some hair. And, uh, anywho, but Tani Katain, you can see her in plenty of their videos, she, you know, doing her cartwheels on top of the cars, being sexy hot super beautiful. Um, I had the opportunity of meeting her at, uh, it was a convention called like Dracula rock or something to that effect. Um, a couple of years ago, 2017, more than a couple years ago, um, in San Antonio, it was a convention for horror rock and roll. And, uh, that's where I met Shania salt. Like that was like the day that I, the woman that I've idolized. So for those that don't know, Shania salt is the basis of white zombie and yeah. she is fucking amazing and I've always wanted her long curly hair so anyway <laughs> met her and I did talk about products with her sure did I <laughs> shared with her the importance of getting an anti-humidity product Jeez, and because yeah. she lives in New Orleans and she was like I was like girl I just got this new anti-humidity product she's like would well, you tell it's like it's oh you dad So I hope, Sean, that you are using OU Dad, because I live in a humid climate too in San Antonio, and it does good wonders for my curls. So, and Stephanie, you live right by the beach-esque. I do. I do. I think I
1: need to to listen to you and get an anti-humidity product as well. I'm yes. sure she
0: appreciated your advice. Yeah, it was great. And then after we took this photo and I blasted all over my socials, maybe I'll do it again. But Tawny was there too. So back to Tawny. So Tawny was there too because she was actually in the movie Witchboard. It was an 80s movie, a cult classic. Steph, have you seen Witchboard? I have heard of it, but I've never seen it. Okay. You got to watch it. It's great. Um, I hope people are, are listening going, yeah, Witch Board, bringing it back. So, and I think Tawny was also in maybe a Friday the 13th. That may be wrong on that, but I know for sure that she got her claim to fame and horror um, in the cult style um, with Witch Board. So I met her and at the time she had a broken foot and we just sat and talked. I talked about her injury. You know, She was real cool. She was happy to be in San Antonio. Um, I know that You'll hear about Tani in the media having, you know, substance abuse issues, whatever, whatever, but doesn't matter. She was fantastic there that day, um, seemed like a wonderful person to be around and gorgeous. And I'm, I'm really sad. So RIP. Yeah.
1: RIP. RIP to Tani Katane. Yeah. I was very surprised to see that this morning. So I young. Am really? I mean, yeah. Like really young. It makes me think of another Sad rock loss uh, recently. Uh, Jim Styman, songwriter, producer, Spengali. Uh, Jim Styman, who I'm a huge fan of. It's just amazing. And people who think, like, oh, it's a songwriter, do I know this guy? He wrote Most of Meat Loves Sits. He wrote Total Clip to the Heart, of course. It's all coming back to me now. Making love out of nothing at all, Air Supply. He even wrote Hulk Hogan's theme song. Uh,
0: what? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just, like,
1: you know, he did it all. And I've been, uh, so awesome. he's just, uh, God, he was just so, he was amazing. And he's, you know, he got, uh, you know, occasionally dinged being like, this is too over the top. And his thing was always, if you don't go over the top, you can't see what's on the other side. Talk about some power cords. Uh, he's just amazing. Yes. I was a I mean, a fan since a teenager, I put, Lyric on the back of my letter jacket from one of his songs, Edge of Forever, uh, which is from his classic Surf's Up. Just a big fan. and just such a big loss. Since we record these episodes ahead of time, sometimes we're kind of in the middle of all these losses and all these things that come up. So acknowledging both Tawny and Jim today for their contributions and their lives and remembering everything that they gave to us. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, and we got more to talk about today with the lovely Tears for Fears and their 1985 classic, Head Over Heels.
0: Yes! Woo! So, guys, we're going to bring this. Full circle today. Um, head over heels uh, is Myers and I uh, Vegas song. So again, we're tying this back to Vegas. So Myers was just there. I hope that you walked um, the grounds of where this magical experience happened for us, but um, don't want to ruin anything. Let's kind of go in order. Let's talk about the song first. So, Head Over Heels. So, yeah, it's the third single um, from the Tears for Fears album, Songs for the Big Chair. And it actually hit number three on the Billboard charts. So, one cool thing that I wanted to mention, I was doing some research and on our, you know, good old Wikipedia, brought over some really good knowledge I want to share. And I'm just going to repeat it because there's no way of paraphrasing this. Um, Head Over Heels had been developed nearly two years prior as a part of a seg with the song Broken which was previously a standalone B-side to the 1983 Pale Shelter single. As the two songs share the same piano slash synth motif, Head Over Heels eventually came to be sandwiched in between two bookend parts of Broken and live performances. This placement carried over to the final track listing of the Big Chair LP with a newer studio recording of Broken preceding Head Over Heels in a live live reprise of Broken recorded, it was recorded at the concert, which was released on the In My Minds IVHS following it. So that's a little bit more insider info. But regardless, bottom line here is that Head Over Heel is just a continuation of another song. I did not know that. Seth, did you know that?
1: I don't know that I did know that, actually. I just always go back to the fact that Kurt and Roland like notoriously did not get along and songs from The Big Chair was kind of their big time when they were. Uh-huh. Um, and I know over the years they've kind of gone on and off about that and it's like oh they came together to make this classic which has you know yeah. songs from big chair has a number of great ones on it so I'm glad that they were able to synthesize that it came from this earlier piece of music
0: yeah it's cool so I listen to I I have a car I live in San Antonio Steph doesn't she's in LA downtown she's doing the carless <laughs> life but I'm in the car and <laughs> I subscribe to Sirius and I'm always on first wave. And so now when I read this in Wikipedia, it finally clicked in my dumb head that <laughs> that head over heels and was a seg of broken because sometimes those play them together. And I'm like, what are you doing? You keep playing the same damn song over. So anyway, yeah. folks listen to it. Cause they are similar. It's pretty cool. You know, just to, to hear the same, like pretty much the same music with different lyrics and of course a different twist it's, it's really awesome. So hats off to Cheers for Fears. Now I'm glad that Wikipedia educated me, so I will no longer second guess this and think yeah. that I am losing my mind. Um, but yeah, there's that. So <laughs> I also wanted to talk about, we all like the song. The song is awesome. Every time I hear it, it just it's one of those songs, again, that puts me in a good mood and just kind of feels like I'm going on a journey. Well, <laughs> check it out. I had to watch the video for this podcast. The video was shot by Nigel Dick and this guy was the director of Britney Spears video Hit Me Baby One More Time. So, let's paint this it's kind of cool because this came out in 85, right? And what that Hit Me Baby One More Time is 99, I believe. Yeah. 99. Yeah, 99. And the video for Tears for Fears "Head Over Heels takes place in a library. So I'm like something like so. This guy had something for schools, okay. First and foremost, he liked um, he liked the, the educational <laughs> environment. I don't know, scholastic environment. He was into it. So I was like, okay, similarity. <laughs> now check this out. We all know that, and I don't want to c- continue to compare these two videos because they're totally different. But I just found this pretty funny, is that the storyline for the video Head Over Heels. So Kurt, Kurt, um, the main the main singer. He is walking around the library with his guitar on his back and he is, inv- he's really trying to serenade the librarian, which is funny as shit. So he's really into this librarian. Um, and in this scene, it just cuts to outside of him trying to romanticize and court this young librarian. they will cut to a scene of a monkey in a Red Sox shirt.
1: Yeah. That monkey. That monkey.
0: All right, cool. As a Yankees fan don't approve of that shit, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and there's one part where Kurt is going through the library. He opens up the card catalogs for, for folks. I hope you guys remember the card catalog. Okay. <laughs> I do. I'm not even going to describe that because then I'm just going to feel extra fucking old. But anyway, he opens up the card catalog and all the catalog cards just fly in his face. I'm like, ah, attack of the card catalog. <laughs> then after that there is Hasidic Jew and an urban kid facing off. Like they're going to fight. Oh. But what is this? I don't understand. Clash culture. Then all of a sudden, so towards the end of the video, the <laughs> Hasidic Jew is on the drums. Oh, I wonder if they would do that today. I, I, I don't know. It's inappropriate. Like, what, what was that? And then there was somebody with a fucking gas mask on in the library. That's right. Like, all these yeah. random scenes. And I'm like, what the fuck? And at the end of the video, they show Kurt and the librarian um, that they're together. Kurt's in like an office. Uh, setting and she's giving him tea or some shit like that and it's like okay well they got together what the fuck is this video about like I don't <laughs> understand I was like okay we've gone from our previous episode of heart <laughs> it to us, literally to fucking the cure you know just like heaven being like yeah we're just gonna paint this fun picture that we're just singing and then we have this fucking crazy ass library shit tears for fears like I don't know Nigel what the fuck what was this shit about because hit me baby one more time was very pretty trick-guard. literal
1: Straightforward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's
0: I'm a Schoolgirl. Yeah. Uh, it
1: was pretty like schoolgirl fantasy kind of. And yeah, yeah, that one for sure. And I know this uh one had tones of or overtones of uh being based on those library scenes in Ghostbusters that came out around the same time. Oh. Um, and I know I they mean- were trying to yeah, they were trying to echo or just pay respects or homage to Ghostbusters and I I'm not a huge Ghostbusters fan, so I couldn't remember it scene for scene. But I remember somebody telling me that about this video. I was like, oh, that's why maybe it's so disjointed, too, as a video. But, man, I'll tell you, all 80s music videos, they're just straight out of something. It's a weird literal time, as we've discussed.
0: Yeah, yeah, so,
1: like... Weird era
0: for these videos for real, and I was just like, Man, and Nigel Dick is super popular, obviously. I mean, he's touching anything, Britney Spears, you know, make a star. So, I have to go back through Nigel's uh catalog, video, video log, however you want to call it, oh. and see what other videos he did. So, yeah, I just thought that was it was a peculiar video, but nonetheless, an amazing song. Now, I have a confession to make, y'all. I didn't know about this song until Donnie Darko, so I'm not the biggest <laughs> Tears for Fears fan, okay? Everybody knows Shout. I know that song, but which is a good song. But it, they just, you know, I'm not a I'm not a mega fan. I'm a fan, but not a mega fan. But it was Donnie Darko that made me really want to get into Tears for Fears because they pretty much used every damn Tears for Fears song in in the movie. And have you you seen Donnie Darko, right? So yeah,
1: but really only a couple years ago when my friend was having like this movie night, and she's like, oh, everybody's oh. seen this, right? And I was like, actually, I never have. And I knew it was going to be weird. It was even weirder than I uh, was imagining,
0: to be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's that crazy rabbit, right? We'll just say that. And then, yeah. Yeah. End of the world. It's like the end of the world and a love story all mixed into one. Jake Gyllenhaal, young Jake Gyllenhaal, super cute. And that's appropriate for me to say because that was back in 2001. So he's our age. He looked good. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was awesome. But what I like about um, Donnie Darko and this particular song is it's at the beginning of the movie. Well, not the beginning of the movie, but when um, when Donnie's going to school. So it's like they show like, a Donnie. yeah, it was Donnie going to school. They open it up with a, um, a school bus and Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal jumps, the, jumps out of the bus from the back. And the way that the camera is tilted it's head over heels. So it's cute. So it's like, there's a literal. And then just the way the song is with the piano and the synth, it's like, da-da-da. He's like, da da da, da, da. Yeah. And It's just cool. And everybody's just like, it's real slow-mo and you get to get feels of the characters. Um, you know, they show his younger sister who's trying to be a cheerleader and be <laughs> popular, And it's like, what are you doing, homegirl? But it's, it's really awesome. And I also like to say, that because of Donnie Darko, I really got into Mad World, which is another big hit for Tears it's, for Fears. I fucking love that song.
1: I think that's my fave of theirs. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. 100%. So good. 100%. Uh, so there's my confession. I wasn't like a mega, I'm not a mega fan like I am for The Cure and other bands we'll be talking about in our future podcast, but this is definitely a great song and a good band. So I wanted to bring that up. And interesting that you just saw Donnie Darko. I mean, yeah. Um, it was definitely in adulthood.
1: I mean, it was like a couple years ago. Yeah. That.
0: Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Well, it has Drew Barrymore in it too, guys. For those that haven't seen it, this is another it's kind of like a cult cult movie, sort of, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't I would super say so. popular. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't super popular, but check it out. It's and it has J Joan Hall's sister in it too. And I can't remember her. Is it oh, Maggie? Maggie. Maggie? Thank you. That's right. Yeah. Maggie's in it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the family. So it's really cool. Um, but uh, but check it out. So there's my part which years for fear. So I, I'm sorry to disappoint any make any super fans that I suck, but I do have appreciation for the music. Um, but let's talk about Vegas. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's bring it
1: full circle. <laughs> let's, go. let's go. So, uh, so as listeners probably know by now, we uh, tie the theme of each episode's song into our own personal story. Talk about our history with a particular song. So in this case, Miss Penny and I decided to fly from New York, where we lived, to Vegas for the Vegus, that's called Vegus, mm-hmm. music festival. And that festival ended up uh, only happening post 2005 to 2007. And we ended up going in what ended up being its final year in 2007. Yeah. At that point, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we didn't know. We were just like, yeah, it's a cool festival. We didn't know it was going to be the end of it. Um, yeah. But Uh, So we were having fun over there, and then uh, we were staying uh, North Strip, and after being out in the sun in this festival for several days, catching those shows, we were just walking around the air-conditioned casinos, uh, staying Mm -hmm. out of the sun for a little bit, and head of heels came over the loudspeaker at the Hard Rock Hotel, and we started vibing, we started vibing, and we're kind of like, and we're dancing down the hall.
0: Um. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Mama snaps. I was mama snapping. Guys, every time I heard this song, the mama snaps come full in effect. So I'm grooving. I'm dancing right now. And I caught the eye of this random dude that was coming towards us, and he started to follow me with Papa snaps. I was like, all right. And then here's the magic, y'all. Papa had a posse. And I'll let Stephanie bring it in. so he had yeah
1: so he had this posse with him who came up just serendipitously um also started dancing seemingly choreographed way and so we're suddenly wordlessly choreographing this group dance to this song head over heels i think we and we're doing it we're just move move to move match to match i think we literally ended it by all of us just simultaneously doing like Spinning around three times, yeah, like part it like and kind of spinning away, like parting ways, and all of this was done in this totally wordlessly way. But it was so, it was so funny. There were some people that were gawking at us through all of this, thinking that we were choreographing it or doing a show, like an oh, the improv dancers are here at the Hard Rock Hotel. Like it was that, <laughs> it was that much of this moment,
0: um, absolutely,
1: and it was hilarious. Uh, just this like, Oh, did we just like wish somebody was filming this? Like what the heck just happened? Oh
0: my gosh. Yes.
1: So, and it was one of those, yeah, weird, uh, singular moments that you always kind of were there for. But I think about every time this song comes on wherever I'm at and I feel like wherever the song comes on or either of us at, we're always uh, texting each other because it's, it's hilarious that many years later.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's our Vegas song. Oh it's my God. Yeah, Dude, I just cannot believe that it, it was, it, it was just so perfect. It was awesome. We didn't, and we couldn't even, after we parted ways with this dude's posse, we kind of looked at each other and still didn't say a damn thing. We yes. just turned around and walked. So it really, like, what the fuck? It was totally a wordless transaction. Um, and as Steph said, yeah, people were gawking because it looked natural, right? Or it looked like, yeah. well, cool. natural as like a show. It's like you know, did a it, Broadway show or something. And yeah. it's just like, what are these <laughs>
1: moments?
0: I should have been tipped. Fuck. You know, I'm thinking, that's awesome. So it was in the Hard Rock Cafe, middle of the fucking casino. Um, I remember I had a really good buddy, Mary, right before that. So I know I was feeling loose and happy. and uh yeah so and for me like vegas is kind of (laughs) i know everybody has different views of vegas but for me vegas is just a magical fun place whatever just fucking do you and at that point i'm like i'm you know a little buzzed have you know a weekend of really good music at vegas what a fucking lineup that was holy shit i mean steph and i don't fucking travel for shows unless it's amazing. amazing and this was a great like oh my god we had you had Rage Against the Machine playing there Daft Punk Iggy and the Stooges they were performing the album Funhouse you had Muse The Shins Cypress Hill Queens of the Stone Age Public Enemy M.I.A. oh my god we wow okay I just said that again I mean let me just pause (laughs) (laughs) it was a crazy bill And I knew when we were like, oh, okay,
1: like this is the place to go see it. Let's get on a plane and go to this. And people were camping out for the show. We we didn't want to do that ourselves before camping out in the desert for the show. It was kind of a Coachella-like experience. Yeah. um, Yeah. And it was at UNLV.
0: Yeah, it was at UNLV and it was on their football. It was at their football field. Was it really? uh, Yeah. It was at UNLV. Isn't that crazy? One thing that I totally remember about MIA, so she was still newish on the scene or being popular. So um, I may have heard of her, maybe haven't, I don't know. But I do know that I was standing in the beer line and I knew that she was coming on. So I knew of her, but I wasn't super familiar with any of her music other than the Paper Plane song. And literally all the ground was bassing. Her shit was bumping so loud. I'm like, oh, this bitch, get it! Like, oh, I love it. She's <laughs> such a powerhouse, such a badass. Amazed the fuck out of me. Um, I have seen her live again. Thankfully, she's so fucking good. I mean, gosh. And then I remember Iggy and the Stooges were playing simultaneously with Cypress Hill, and I had seen Iggy, uh, Iggy Pop play at, uh, what was that one show that we saw in New York with New York Dolls and Nancy Sinatra?
1: Um, it was called um, Across the Narrows.
0: Thank you. So I was, I hadn't seen Cypress Hill live yet. So I was just like, kind of like, ah, I want to go see. I was like, okay, well, I've never seen Cypress Hill. And that is straight up middle school, high school. Uh-huh. That is... Chola, that's that's me and my day. So I had to stay. But man, I remember then running over to the Iggy Nestugus stage and finding you because you had stayed a little bit for Cypress Hill. And it was just like magic after magic, nostalgia after nostalgia, and just you so experience and like everyone there. It was just a really good vibe, a good crowd. Um, yeah. There was no nonsense. Like you didn't have like bros, you didn't have like these clicks. It was just like, I don't know. It was it was one of the best festival experiences I had. It was laid out so well. I remember that Spin was the sponsor of Vegas, and they should fucking bring it back. They bring should. that shit back. They so should. it was chill. Yeah, there was. Gosh, I still have my uh, my program from. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, I held on to that sucker. So good, and it was definitely worth the Vegas trip. I would say this is on one of my top five memories of our friendship so far. Many more to make, of course, yeah. but damn for music. And oh, so good. A lot but, of concert
1: uh, memories too.
0: Oh yeah. We're going to be bringing back a lot of concert memories, but let's talk a little bit about a particular band that's not tears for fears, but at Vegus, Daft Punk. So,
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Stephanie, take it away. I got to, I got to talk about this. It was a highlight or maybe a low light um, from... <laughs> a Daft Punk show. They closed out, I want to say the final night. That's my If memory serves. Yes. um, And we were looking forward to it. We knew it's like it's going to be after dark and that they were going to do a show and they did not disappoint. There's like a pyramid that came up from the bottom of the stage. It was something like that. So this pyramid like shows up we're in the middle of the desert. Daft Punk starts. I think at one point we just keep we just keep dancing. We're kind of like part of these uh the zeitgeist to the crowd. Just boop, 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 boop. And I remember uh-huh. we just kept bopping to around the world, but it was like a version of it that did not end. Uh, <laughs> we're, like, oh, okay. we're like robots, right? We're like um, we're around the world. and we just kept going and we're kind of like looking at each other at one point, like, can our bodies stop? Are they capable?
0: No, we were possessed by the daft punk oh, man. Yeah.
1: Like, oh, can we stop dancing? Um, And then we kind of realized they weren't going to end the show. I don't know. We're going to end the song, we're going to end the show anytime soon. Kind of looked at each other, had the same thought about the bus. This is pre Uber, the bus leaving, which is our one form transportation back to the strip.
0: Yes. Um,
1: So like within this like dancing lock that we couldn't leave, we kind of looked at each other and again, wordlessly ran across the desert sand to catch that bus, which we, I believe almost ended up missing and we were, Crammed in, I think, past capacity. I want to say the bus driver had said, Yeah, we're not supposed to have this many people. We're like, You're the last bus and you're taking us. Tickets-
0: yeah. Absolutely. I paid money for this. It was part of my package. Let's go. Yeah. Put that shit on D. Let's go. Drive, bro. <laughs> Drive. Drive. <laughs> Put that shit in D. Oh my God. That was, yes, man. I, we were so exhausted. That was the thing, guys, you have to really hold on to this. It's the summer in Vegas. I know you guys have been, and if you haven't been, then just imagine one of the most hottest fucking places on the planet <sighs> yeah. with no shelter from the sun and you were rocking out and you're trying to be all fucking rock and roll about it, and drink your beer and then hydrate, so you're dehydrating, hydrating, eating, walking, and you're just having a good time. And then shit, At the course, the end, they put the powerhouse band that's going to have everybody going crazy. And they were, we were literally moving probably because they were basing the ground too. And I was just out of exhaustion. Like, how the fuck can you not dance around a fucking Daft Punk? If you're not dancing a Daft Punk, there's something fucking wrong with you. Even if you're not like foot tapping or something, there is something wrong with you. And um, that was some good shit. And I wasn't even into Daft Punk all that much. And now I'm like, hell yeah, bring some Daft Punk. As we all know, they have... Totally, you know, uh, joined forces with all sorts of different artists and done some really badass shit. And I really love, uh, you know, of course, the Gorillas too. So,
1: hell yeah, Def Punk, that was so fun. So fun. <laughs> yeah, and they know where their bread is buttered, I feel like, in terms of a live show. They're like, we're going to put on a show. You're not even going to see our faces. We're here to do a show. And I appreciate that. Like, again, mm-hmm. I, I always appreciate showmanship. So I appreciate that. I'm glad that we had gone to that to witness the whole festival. Um, yeah, I'm also so glad bad. that we didn't camp out with some of those people who were I mean you remember it was like tents that were actually pretty adjacent yes. to the grounds which was awkward I mean I don't camp as a verb as a person like that's not what I do Yeah, um, I don't either
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we know what's up
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: we've learned uh, we'd stayed instead at the now defunct Riviera on the North Street Woo! and they're known for because they were known for these like showgirl shows they had the infamous gold butt statue at the front that was uh like rubbed away the shine because people were sitting there rubbing them all the time um I learned, I learned that uh it's the marquee for riviera is now in the neon museum and then i learned in my vegas trip that those gold butts are now at the hard rock hotel so bring oh. all that bring all that back full circle
0: oh shit yeah guys and if y'all remember showgirls let's bring it back it was they showed the riviera the marquee it was like that was like the first scene i believe they're going down the strip That's with right. jesse soprano whatever her real name is
1: oh my god
0: you're right yeah yeah, yeah showgirls oh, thank you thank you thank you my aging brain does not remember shit i'm like okay but it was jesse you're, right. mm-hmm. oh you're right yeah you're right the Riviera, that place was fucking special. I definitely know. I could tell. I mean, of course, seventy nine is two thousand seven. We're like, you know, we're living in the future, and this place was obviously old, old school. It was on the old strip, and I we could tell that it definitely in its prime. It had some fun stuff, and I think that actually the Riviera is haunted as well. I think I've seen them oh. a couple of paranormal, and I believe it. There probably Uh-oh. been some mob shit going down at the Riviera. Oh,
1: that's interesting. Cause now it's not just closed. It's actually, they leveled it. Isn't that right? I could be wrong yeah. about that, but I yeah. feel like, Oh, maybe they took the spirits out or maybe they still live in the yeah. North strip. Who the heck knows? Vegas is I a weird know. place. I enjoy it, but it is. Uh, there's some ghosts of showbiz past there. It's got its history for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. And you know, that was one of our, I think, favorite music trips, Yes. Uh, to catch live music and neither of us are strangers to traveling out of state to catch a really good show. Mm-hmm. I would say that's something we both share. And at this point, I got I got a shout out to our mutual friend, uh, Jen Prestigiacomo, who's the biggest Tears for Fears fan I've definitely ever met. Hey, Jen. And she had taken me to see them in Atlanta City on a school night, no less. Uh, we both lived in New York then, nice. too. Atlantic uh, City? Yeah, Damn. and you're about it. Mars a s- you're about. School night, girl. Um. Talk. And Talk. we were definitely old enough to know better. Uh, mm. the Greyhound. And, you know, you're taking the Greyhound from Port right. Authority. Yes. You're setting yourself up for a certain kind of night.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Those, Always Those Always. who live in
1: New York understand what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. 100%. Dick Greyhound from New York to House of Blues in Atlantic City. Uh, They put on a great show, actually. And House of Blues is a great place to catch uh, bands. Atlantic City venue. I've seen a number of shows there. They're great. Oh,
0: awesome. I've only been to the New Orleans one. That's good to know. So, okay, It's really good.
1: Whenever I get back to AC, I'll catch a show there. But they put on a great show. Uh, As we talked about, Kurt Smith and uh, Roland uh, Orzabal, they're famous for not getting along or getting along kind Mm -hmm. of sporadically. Um, They met when they were teens, but they had uh, what I found was this line that was funny. Gallagher Brothers' level of internal conflict. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is this like Oasis thing going on? So yeah, that's where
0: yeah. my head goes. Okay. Yeah.
1: that's uh, nice. I saw that line in the Irish Examiner. I was like, well, that's accurate. Okay. So that was, I thought it was pretty funny if you follow that Oasis drama at all. It's like they tour together and then they don't. And they're making albums together and they don't.
0: But at this point. Yeah. And they're British and so is Tears for Fears, right? Are they from England as well? Uh, are Tears for Fears from I think I they know. are. Yeah, they're from England. I'm going to look that up real
1: quick, but do tell, do tell, continue. <laughs> so we sound like we knew. Um, I literally don't know. But uh, yeah, they've enjoyed each other and they haven't enjoyed each other. And at this point, they were, I think they know where their bread is buttered in terms of touring. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we can make some money with this. So anyway, they put on a great yeah. show. They played with each other. And really, people who've known each other that long, like there's a shorthand, and it was great. It was a, great show where they could just you know they're essentially they got a backing band but they're essentially this duo right yeah yeah and there's a musical shorthand with that so anyway they were great and afterwards we waited for the greyhound bus to take us back <sighs> we waited and waited and it was supposed to come I think at 11 that night and it was 2 or 3 a.m uh oh by the time this God. hound, the goddamn greyhound um, showed up on a school night. Whoa. So I do think, Whoa! Right, there's like a larger life theme about traveling out of state to shows and then getting stranded or near <laughs> stranded by the bus. Oh you and I actually have a couple more of those stories that are yeah. only related to buses and concerts, which is such a niche <laughs> type of story, right? But we have, like, I can off the top of my head, got a couple more. So taking that full circle, it was a great show. Thank you, Tears for Fears. Finally uh, getting the chance uh, to see you in that form. Just wish they had maybe given us a ride back to New York. To yeah, ride. I mean,
0: come on. Why can't you do that? No, and I'm totally right. So for the record, they are from England, and so is Oasis. So there's some shit with these British bands. are like... <laughs> love hate relationships I mean we can you know I mean the cure Robert Smith is a standing member of the original standing member so there's drama there so I don't know man but they put some badass music out so yeah right on oh my gosh Stephanie could you imagine if you were stuck in AC what would you tell your boss the next day <laughs> like oh my I god that's pre-virtual anything yeah for, I,
1: I forget which job I was at back then but uh, I'd be like oh yeah like I'm sorry I'm in Atlantic City I don't know how I'm getting home. And then it becomes the Bruce Springsteen song about the hopelessness of Atlantic City. I always say, I hope I'm not going to offend people who live there. I always say this. I enjoy the shittiness of Atlantic City. Like there's something about, I was like, no, this isn't and people were like, oh, so you like it. And I was like, but I enjoy the fact that it's like kind of a shitty place. Hmm. Um, it's not I guess non pretentious, but also like it's just kind of like it, tra- it went through a couple, uh, areas of revitalization. Yes. But it's, at it's core. You're just kind of like, okay, okay. This is what we're doing and you want to stick close to these areas and these areas. Cause you might get hurt. Uh, if you wander about too much, but I'm like, cool, we're going to go to this diner that's 60 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so we're going to go fun. over here and I, anyway, I love it. And I do hope Pena that we can, um, go back to AC on a trip together sometime soon. But oh I, my God, I miss yeah. that place. I miss it.
0: Fucking love City. So yeah, it's been through a lot of makeovers. And here's the deal. Like Jeff and I actually celebrated our one-year anniversary in Atlantic city at Tropicana girl, it was the fucking shit. That sounds amazing. I mean, it was so much fun. Like, Oh my God, all the little cool bars in the Tropicana with different theme nights. We went over to Caesars and they just had, you know, other theme nights. Um, but yes, there are some sketch areas of Atlantic city, a hundred fucking percent. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. But then there are some places with the makeovers that they've gotten real fun. So Yeah, I mean, just depending on, you know, when you go to Atlantic City, I imagine now it's better than ever. So we definitely have to go and make some more fucking memories because that place has my heart. Oh, man. It's so much fun. No, I truly
1: love it. I truly love that place. And so, yes, again, if you live there, be like, no, I love its its weird non-sheen that it has. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) That's
1: what I enjoy about that place. So very nostalgic for lovely Atlantic City. So... Before we close out the uh, episode, just wanted to bring about our uh, little listener mailbag. Folks reaching awesome. out. Um, yeah. we, got, we got a little tip from listener Joanna who uh, had weighed in on the theme of messed up songs that we asked listeners to think about after episode one. When we talked about hearts, all I want to do is make love to you, which is just this weird messed up song with this theme. Go back and listen to that episode if you don't know what yes, we talking about. you have to um (laughs) and she listened to that and she said well you guys if you're looking for a messed up song take a listen to lily allen's not fair um so i listened to that i wasn't as familiar gave that a listen and i'll not spoil it for anybody i'll just say she was right it's a pretty messed up song uh there's all (laughs) kinds of all kinds of yikes hanging out in that one Uh, give, (laughs) give it a listen when you get a chance uh watch the music video too but it's uh yeah, you're kind of like, all right. All right, someone done her, someone done her dirty. Oh, someone no, done her dirty. And she's all right. a I got to listen. Got to listen. Strong lady. But so thank you for that. So thank you for weighing in on that, Joanna. That's a one we'll take to heart.
0: Yeah, so. thank you, Joanna. Yeah, so we definitely want to hear from you guys. So please, you know, you follow us on the socials, on, you know, our handles at Stephanie's Talk Tunes. You know, we want to hear feedback any suggestions for future songs um you know keep in the spirit of the messed up songs what's a song that you hate but love to remember um please let us know you know um you may even uh pick our brain a little bit and be like you know what, we have a really funny story with that so um and again at handle is at stephanie's talk tunes you can find us on facebook instagram twitter everything under the sun and um thanks for coming back and well i'll see you next time out.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming back, guys. Uh, Reach out to us. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next episode. Episode four. Peace.
0: Peace out.